the exciting, dangerous world of James Bond has arrived in Los Angeles. The Peterson Automotive Museum invites you to experience the cinematic legacy of over 30 iconic vehicles of James Bond in the new exhibition, Bond in Motion. This new Bond exhibition features the largest official collection of 007 vehicles in the United States, including the 1977 Lotus Esprit S1 submarine and No Time to Die Aston Martin DB5. Plan your visit today at peterson.org backslash bond. That's P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N dot org backslash bond. This is Bob Q, artist of James Bond Origin, and you're listening to Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast. $267,000. I'll settle for one dance with Domino. Any play any other tune? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in? Play it again, Sam. It's a charming tune. Welcome to the 26th episode of Bond Music, Six of the Best, our ongoing series discussing Bond movie soundtracks and soundtracks all around those Bond movies. This month, it's another Bond spinoff album as we give a listen to Alan's latest pick, Basie Meets Bond. I am, of course, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me, as always, is my best friend, who actually uses the title Count, and most people don't know that. Welcome back, Count Alan Porter. As we call him now, Tex. Welcome back, Tex. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. You have to have listened to last week's Rogue Agents to get that one. <laughs> yeah, you got to be on a whole network yeah. to get all these references. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we're going to do some Count Basie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. This one is, I think, decidedly different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get we're definitely gonna... jazzy with this one. I don't think we've had a jazz one yet, have we? Unless you count the Never Say Never Again soundtrack. Uh, well, yeah, I'll guess. <laughs> All right, I'll rephrase that. A good jazz one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Now, as you uh, probably know, but if you don't and you're new, we want to welcome you to the show. Our Six of the Best format goes a little bit like this. We're going to talk about the album overall. We take turns about who's got the lead. Alan's got the lead on this one, so he's going to give us some behind the scenes on the album overall. We'll talk a bit about that. Then we're going to get into our favorite tracks. Alan's got the lead, so he got to pick his three favorite tracks from this CD or album. And I had to pick three tracks of what was left over. But man, tip the cards. That wasn't hard. There's a lot of good, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff on this album. Occasionally, we close out with a bonus track. We'll have to see what we have in store for you today. This was a surprising album because there is only... We were just trying to figure this out just before we went on out. There are 11 tracks on this album, but only 10 songs, because one of them's like two different versions of the same 
music cue. So that confused us. But I was actually surprised how difficult it was to just pick three. I must admit, I was a little surprised by the ones that you picked because I thought there were some gimmies on there and you didn't pick them. So. I know. I, I, I intentionally saved one of them knowing I was going to use it as like the outro track. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. I think I know which one that is. You probably okay. do. You know, we'll start off by how did I discover this album? I actually found this on YouTube. I can't remember what I was looking for. I was just researching and looking for something else that obviously included the keyword Bond and music. It may have been looking for some of the tracks for the previous, you know, when we used to do like the cover versions and the playlists for the, for the other ones. Right. Um, so probably, it was probably about 12 months ago, um, I just stumbled across this on YouTube and gave a listen to the whole, whole album thought it was really great. So uh, went and ordered the CD and really liked it. Still looking for it on vinyl, haven't found it on vinyl. Oh, you can get it on eBay, but I like to sort of discover my vinyl in sort of secondhand record shops and things like that. So mm-hmm. half the fun Still, is the hunt. Half the fun is the hunt. Yeah. So still looking for it on vinyl. But uh, yeah, that's literally how I came across it. It just sort of came up on one of my search results. One of the tracks came up on one of my search results on YouTube probably about a year or so ago. And went and dug out the whole album and, and really enjoyed it. Jared, I, I think basically this was another one that you hadn't heard of until I put it on the list for the show. Is that right? Oh, no, I bought this album new off the shelf back in... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it came. I was looking at the back of my seat. When did this thing come out? Well, if you hang on, I will tell you that. Exactly. I bet you will. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I got it after you recommended it. You were like, hey, we're going to do this basing. Response. I was like, I was vaguely aware of Count Basing. I was like, oh, okay. I found it on YouTube like uh, you did to listen to it all. was so taken with it. I've already ordered the CD, got it in hand, showed up yesterday. And I'm excited to talk about it. But yeah, just found out about it because you told me about it. Which seems to be the thing. It's actually, I've noticed very rare on this that either of us have come up with something and, we've, and the other person's gone, oh, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> yeah, that is rare. Probably shaken instead. I think he's probably been the only one where he's already <laughs> yeah. had it. So. There's a reason why it got rated a 7 out of 7. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's get into this one, shall we? So as Jared just mentioned, this is by Count Basie. Called William James Basie. If you haven't heard of him before, he was an American jazz pianist, organist, band leader, and composer, highly influential in the 30s, 40s, and 50s with the Count Basie Orchestra, which amazingly, during the research, I hadn't realized he had that band or orchestra for 50 years, which is pretty amazing. Wow. Career. Yeah. He pioneered many innovations of the big band sound, as well as using the, the orchestra to launch the career of many, many different musicians and singers over those 50 years. And in 1958, Count Basie became the first African-American to win a Grammy Award. Nice. Uh, which is very cool. And over his career, he won way too many awards for me to list here. Uh, if you want to go and see a summary of his incredible career, just check out the Wikipedia page and go scroll down to the bottom for the list of awards uh, and accolades that he got during his career. It was amazing. He died in 1984 at the age of 79 and was actually, I think, got the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously the following year. So a huge, huge influence on the American music scene. And he really introduced several generations of listeners to the big band sound and left a very influential catalogue of music. Like I said, uh, his discography and list of awards is just too numerous to mention. One of the quotes I saw was that basically he's remembered by many who worked for him as being considerate of musicians in their opinions, modest, relaxed, fun-loving, dryly witty, and always enthusiastic about his music. 
I think for somebody to have a 50-year career and have those sort of things said about him says a lot about the man. Um, mm -hmm. Even if you see him on a couple of movies he was in or TV shows and specials and stuff, he's always got a smile on his face. He always looks like he's having a great time. I was introduced to his music actually in Blazing Saddles. If you've seen the Mel Brooks movie, Blazing oh, Saddles, yeah. <laughs> there's a bit where they're actually riding through the through the Sierra to the theme tune and they actually ride past Count Basie and his orchestra playing the theme tune. Um, and they're out in the middle of the prairie. He sort of says hi to Count Basie as they're, as they're riding past. And that's it. And I was like, who is this guy? Over the years, I sort of, that's where I knew him from and started sort of looking out for his music. So thank you, Mel Brooks. So let's talk about this particular album. So Basie Meets Bond was recorded on December 1965 at the Capitol Studios in New York with legendary jazz producer Teddy Reed and was released, Jared, in 1966. Okay, so I didn't buy it, no, for <laughs> And this was actually Count Basie's first album on the United Artists record label. So he changed labels. This was his first one on his new label. And as I just mentioned, Basie Meets Bond features a collection of 10 musical pieces based on the music cues from the first James Bond films, Doctor No, From Russia With Love, Goldfinger, and Thunderball. And while there are 10 tunes there are 11 tracks because there's two versions of monty norman's dr no's fantasy cue we were just talking about this before we went on air but i must admit i can't really hear the difference between the two versions <laughs> I, I don't i thought i was crazy <laughs> so one of them says original version and but i don't know i can't can't figure out what it is that makes it different but Okay, so the tracks were arranged by, uh, according to the notes, I saw either Chico O'Farrell or George Williams, who were well-known music, jazz music arrangers. It seems doubtful that Basie added any of this music to his actual repartee. I think this was just a one-off album. This is pure supposition on my part. This was the height of Bond Mania, 1966, 65-66. Spice Craze was going crazy. Basie had just moved over to a new label. I think this just seemed like a win-win. Yeah. It's like... I'm launching with a new label. What can we do that will sell well? Everybody's into the Bond music. Let's do something with the Bond music. So I think they did the album, rolled it out there, and he didn't sort of roll it into his live act or do anything with it in his live act. So I think it was like a, a one-off, uh, you know, let's get some good sales to launch with the new new label. Again, yeah. pure supposition on my part, but it seems to make sense. Yeah, you said it was United Artists. So it was like, I assume they have the rights to the music right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it was not well received. The Rolling hell? Stone Jazz Record <laughs> guy gives it a one out of five. Ouch. What the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, I know. Other reviews I sat found online seem to place it around a three out of five, middle of the pack. I like this Amazon review that I came across. It says, this long out-of-print record is unlikely to surface as a CD reissue. Well, they got that wrong. And it can be safely bypassed by most jazz fans. Ouch, again. But basic devotees who have a fondness for the early James Bond films might find this surprising LP worth the investment, if only they can locate the copy. Well, I'm not sure when that review was written because it's actually really quite easy to find a copy. Not only is it on YouTube, as we mentioned, you can actually order it on Amazon, as Jared is now visually showing. Um, as he said, it arrived yesterday. The thing is, if you buy it on Amazon, it looks like you get the Japanese version. Yeah, it's like the Japanese version seems to be the version that's out and about now. Yeah. So that's on Amazon at around $17, $16.99. I did find the original re CD release on eBay going for around 25 bucks, and the vinyl seems to be picked up between 10 and 25 bucks on eBay. But like I said, I'm going to see if I can actually hunt it down in the various stores. So it seems actually it's a pretty easy album to get hold of. And it's actually also on, if you've got Amazon Music, 
it's in their unlimited catalog as well. So you can get it there if you've got an Amazon Music subscription. So actually really easy to find. So the guy from uh, in the Amazon review was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> eh, maybe you wrote it a while ago. And- <laughs> yeah, I don't know when they wrote it. So, but, uh, so anyway, Jared, your overall thoughts on the album. I think we both touched on how we feel about it. but uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really great. I mean, ever since I bought the record off the shelf back in 66, I've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I. It's so unique. It's so fun. You know, a lot of times when we do the show, whether it's your pick or my pick, I tend to kind of listen to the album throughout the week when I'm, you know, doing some art or maybe listing some stuff on eBay or just doing, you know, kind of around the house things that I typically do. I did the same thing with this one, but I, I swear I probably listened to this one about five or six more times than I do anything else, just because like it's so peppy and fun and airy, and it's just like you, you know, you're doing the dishes, the most banal task, and there's just a little pep in your step. It just makes you want to move a little bit. It's a ton of fun, you know. I maybe that's why those reviewers turn their nose up at it as, as jazz enthusiasts. This might be too light and airy for them, and I could see where this would be more of a Bond fans. Like Bond fans are probably the ones driving the price <laughs> on this more so than jazz people. Hey, you know, maybe take a step back from being super cultured and savvy jazz and have a little fun. <laughs> you know, just have a little fun. And that is what this CD is. It is absolutely fun. It is. We talked about Basie's enthusiasm for his music. It comes through. There's enthusiasm for the material. I don't know if he was a Bond fan or not. It's not on record, but there's a real enthusiasm for the material, I think, comes through. And This is just an album that's just great to have on in the background. And as you said, puts a little spring in your step and a smile on your face. And that's a, that's a good thing. I think. Absolutely. And your, your history of it is maybe want to dig into it a little bit as well. I just think it was cool. You said he got the presidential award posthumously in like 84. Yeah. 85. I think you think he got it the year after he passed away. After he passed away, which that makes me wonder like, okay, that means president Reagan gave the award. And then you got to think, well, Reagan was kind of big or active in Hollywood in the 50s. And that's when Basie was doing, like, were they buddies? Like, did he know him? Like, I kind of want to know more about that. <laughs> yeah, I think he that. probably did. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's just neat. That's just neat history. You always bring cool history. I'm actually just trying to find out exactly when it was. So the Presidential Medal of Freedom was presented by Ronald Reagan. Yep. Uh, May 23rd, 1985. So Neat. Just really, really neat. This guy's. I'm really glad we dug into this, not just for the music, but like, like I said, I sort of like knew of Count Basie, but this is my first real kind of focus on him and just what an impressive guy. What an impressive guy. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I have a couple of more albums in his, of his in my, uh, in my vinyl collection, but they're a bit more uh, of the trad jazz type swing stuff than this one. But like you said, this one just puts a smile on my face. So Absolutely. So, talking of which, let's get into my top three picks. And as we said, there was 10 tunes to choose from here, and it was actually really difficult to actually just not go like we did last last time, track one, track two, track three, um, <laughs> which uh, I almost could have done. But, uh, yeah, this was uh, this was a difficult one in the fact that there is so much good stuff on there. But I'm going to kick off not with the James Bond theme, but with a version of my favorite Bond theme which is the John Barry's 007 theme from For a Russian With Love, which I think basically here Count Basie turns into a really interesting Calypso-type performance. So uh, let's listen to uh, 007 by Count Basie and his orchestra. 
I mean, starts off with a good baseline, so you know you've got me with a good baseline. And then I love like the almost Morse code type stuff at the beginning before, and then the horns come in, the drums and the snare and the and then that trumpet midway through. I was just like, great, awesome stuff. Jared, what do you think? I 100% agree with you. <laughs> it's just so peppy, just that tinkling piano. Yeah. yeah. Again, I can't not move to it when I hear it. Just because it just started a little bob and a little, little hip sway. It's just, it's so much fun and so indicative of everything else on this album. So, you know, if you guys are listening to this episode and you're like, eh, I'm not so sure about that. Well, this is not the episode for you. <laughs> 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 because, uh, yeah, it, a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> it, it is very indicative of what's on the rest of the album, yes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's a, it's a great track to lead off with. Not the obvious one. Right, yeah, it was a cool choice too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so talking of cool choices, I'm actually going to go for my second one. There's actually very, even though there's the four Bond movies on here, there's actually very few John Barry cues on it. It's There's a lot of Monty Norma, but very few pure John Barry cues on here. But I'm going to pick this one, which is track three which is a fun interpretation of John Barry's cue from, from Russia with Love called Girl Trouble. And again, it's just one that, I don't know, just puts a smile on my face. I'm not going to get any deeper than that.
I would like to know, uh, this is one of those tracks we talked about them occasionally. I could be sitting in a nightclub with a nice martini, band on the stage. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. So it's got that vibe to it. A hundred percent. It's it's very chill. It's got that walking bomb theme through it. I really would be interested to know what Barry thought of that when he heard it. If he didn't like it, then I wouldn't know what to say. I, I, <laughs> feel, I feel like Barry just would be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, given cool. his own, you know, John Barry seven big band ish. I mean, I know it's not pure big band, but band type background and stuff. His, uh, Skill at orchestrating, I'm sure he would have appreciated those sort of treatments. Uh, That's actually a very good general question we've never really thought about, and, and I've never done any digging to find out, as to what did the original composers think of these sort of cover version albums. Hmm. Yeah, I've never done any research around that, but that would, be, uh, that would be interesting to see if there's any interviews or anything where they actually give their thoughts on hmm. some of these. You never know. And if Mr. Arnold's listening and he would like to come on and talk about the call, yeah. Mr. Zimmer's listening and would like to come on and talk about it, and uh, I would love to hear. That, yeah, that we could probably of... give him two or three minutes. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go back to Girl Trouble just real quick. One thing I wanted to, to note on it was peek behind the curtain. You know, when Al and I are recording this, you know, we kind of listen to samples of the songs that kind of get us in the mood. We don't listen to the whole song. Usually I start playing it, and about a minute or two into it, I cut it. But like about we're getting about to the minute point and like the trumpet comes in like, oh, yeah, we're going to listen to that trumpet. So I'm like, OK, and just when my hand goes to cut it, like then it's like the tinkling piano kind of comes to the front. You're like, oh, I kind of want to hear that. Like he keeps putting something in the front. that's like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like it just keeps your attention. It does. You're right. None of these tunes ever get boring or totally repetitive. As you say, you just sort of get into a groove and then another instrument comes to the fore. And it yeah. just gives it a, yeah. a little different twist yeah so talking of which let's get on to track number three and i'm gonna totally crib from uh, from the notes here though actually jared was actually showing me the liner notes from his cd booklet while we were on camera while we were just uh, listening to one of the tracks and i, I really want to know what uh, what they say about this particular track jared um, ah well i'll tell you what all i'm gonna need is a couple of years to learn japanese and i'll get back to you <laughs> <laughs> So from a few liner notes that I did find online, I'm actually just going to quote. It says, while this foot patting treatment of the Thunderbolt, which is what we're going to listen to, the Thunderbolt, while the foot patting treatment of Thunderbolt focus on Marshall Royal's soulful alto sax and a sparse bassy solo. And it had me alto sax because I love a bit of good saxophone. I just thought it was a cool version of Thunderbolt. And then I went and looked online and tried to you know find out a bit more about the track. So that plus Cat Basie on the trumpet. Um, what more could you ask for, really?
So I actually just realized I made a complete idiot of myself because I said Count Basie's trumpet solo, which would be pretty good because he's actually a piano player. So that was Count Basie's piano solo, not his. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that alto sax, it's almost like a vocal track, isn't it? Yes. When I was listening to this, a whole CD, I was like, what? there's a vibe here. What is this vibe I'm picking up? And this track is the one hit it home for me. It's very Mancini-ish. Of all the tracks, hmm. it has the most Mancini-ish sound to it. And that's a total compliment, by the way. I think Mancini's brilliant. This one has that Mancini sound to where you can almost hear, just like you're saying, you can almost kind of hear lyrics to it. And yeah, that trumpet definitely, man, it's just a cool track. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. So that rounds out my, uh, my three picks. So I gave Jared the unenviable task of trying to pick three from a reduced stack because with me picking three, he was down to seven to pick three from, which was, I mm. was not going to be too easy. So over to you, Jared, see what you came up with. Eh, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> Barely an inconvenience, as some would say. I want to welcome everyone to Jared's mini tour of Dr. No Songs uh, from the CD. There are at least three, because I picked all three of my tracks are from the Dr. No soundtrack. Yes, there is a James Bond theme on here that I almost picked, but there's a good chance it'll be the outro theme for this, <laughs> this episode, folks. And after I'd already picked two Dr. No's, I was like, why not make it three? They're, they're all so good. So this is Jared's mini tour of Dr. No songs from this album. We're going to start with track four on the album. It's called Kingston Calypso. That title might not immediately trigger a piece of music for you if you're not a big bond music guy but hey if i say three blind mice i think you know where we're going with this let's give it a listen
So, along with Mancini-ish, let's add Belafonte-ish, shall we? And <laughs> we're doing that. Alan, what'd you think? Well, I should think probably Mancini, Belafonte, and all those others were highly influenced by Count Basie, so... Yeah, maybe so, maybe so, yes. Dare I say it? I much prefer this to the version that was actually in the movie. Oh, you may be right. I, I mean, it's definitely... It's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. That's an interesting thought, though. What do you think, people? Do you like this Count Basie version better than what appeared in the actual film for Kinks and Calypso? Hmm, you can let us know. Our Twitter is at OHMSPod. We'd love to hear about it. And while we're hearing about things, let's hear some more music. My second track from this album from the Dr. No Songs on this album. <laughs> it's a subset of a subset. Is Dr. No's Fantasy, which is track number eight. It's a new twist. On an old favorite, Dr. No's Fantasy is one of my very favorite tracks from the Dr. No CD. Wasn't this the one that Monty Norman intended to be the James Bond theme? You know, I was just going to say, I know we've talked about it before, and I was trying to remember, like, is this one on the official soundtrack CD, or did you have to get the Dr. No's 50th to get this one? I can't remember. I think it's on on the album, which is over here, but I can... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> look people we don't memorize these things <laughs> but i i think it's in i think i remember raymond saying that it was one that monty norman when he wrote it sort of intended to be the bomb theme if he was involved in the bomb if there was going to be a second bomb thing. maybe uh, it's been a minute since we've done the shows with raymond and it's been a long time since we did the dr no soundtrack yeah like, <laughs> if you remember we don't it's at ohms pod <laughs> so is this track eight or is this track 11 I <laughs> I have it as tra- I pulled it as track eight again. I have a hard time telling the difference between the two of them based off of what I've got. But yeah, I got it as track eight, Doctor Knows Fantasy. Let's give it okay. A let's give it a listen.
Oh, how cool was that? And I think we got Alan with some intel. He was looking at some stuff while we were listening. What you got? I actually pulled the vinyl, uh, the original Got Snow vinyl. Yeah, it is track two, side two on the original vinyl. Excellent. Okay. So that mystery solved. It wasn't just on the 50th. I love that. Knowing that, if I'm right, if I'm remembering right, that he intended it to be a a sort of a theme. It's got that sort of spy TV show. Mm Mm-hmm underlying theme to it and i like again i like this this interpretation of it it feels like it's something that could fit with something like a, an episode of i spy or danger man or not quite mission impossible or man from uncle but you know some of the, the sort of darker spy shows i think not got that barry vibe but it's got something to it that sort of says spy music to me yeah with this sort of bright and fun version for, i was getting like an old school hawaii 5 vibe off of it yeah know. yeah yeah something like that yeah well cool Let's go with just one more track and sticking with Dr. No. There's a little song in that movie you may have heard of. It's called Underneath the Mango Tree. Let's listen to Count Basie's version.
What do you think of that? I just love the way it's that quiet, gentle piano piece to start with, and you get, you know, and then you get a little bit into it, and you just relax, and then bang, the big band sound comes <laughs> in, and you're like, whoa, yeah, I love that. I think it's great. Yeah, I noticed on a lot of the tracks on this, he does this thing that I really like. He'll just put that, like you said, that little piece, usually just a little piano tinkle or something, right at the beginning. It kind of sets the mood, and you're like what track is this before he gets into the full flavor of the song? But it's almost like he gives you an appetizer, just a few seconds. And then in comes the song you recognize. And then in comes the boom, the punch with the band. uh, A lot of the times it's a good formula. It's a winning formula. It is a winning formula. Yeah. And I think this one really shows that. I think it's a really good indication of that format or whatever, or however he decided to do it. But uh, yeah, it's very cool. Indeed. So I am actually stunned. (laughs) <laughs> I broke my rule. That you broke your rule. I thought you said it was a law that if there was a version <laughs> of the James Bond theme on the album, which, by the way, is track 10 on this album, that you had to play it. And you did not. So, yes, let's make sure we include it as the play out. Uh, <laughs> Once I had two out of three Dr. No's, I was like, let's just make it that Dr. No hat trick. And I was thinking, yeah, I should just, I'll just put on the tail of the episode. And then little did I know you'd written in the notes. Maybe we should add it <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely in linking uh, minds on this one. I deliberately did not pick it because I saw it in the album. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I let you down. No, no you worry, didn't. We'll, we'll include it in the show. Yeah, we'll you'll, you'll get to hear it. So we're at that point. We've listened to the, uh, the album multiple times. And we have to decide, based on a ranking of one to seven, whether this should be part of your Bond fan audio library based on the fact that seven is usually what we keep for the official soundtracks that tend to rank the sixes and sevens and obviously the David Arnold shake and stir which we happen to I think have to mention contractually every episode pretty much those are our seven but based on that Jared how where would you rank this on our one to seven well as you know I went ahead and ordered it because I knew it had to be in my collection so based on a one to seven scale of Jared as the complete audience it's a seven but <laughs> if I'm being honest and frank with your average James Bond music collector would probably need it to the tune of a four uh, if you are really into your bond music and you like the different styles then it's absolutely a five I love it. I'd even it pushes towards a six, but I'll you know what five. I'll say five. I was going to go with five too. Yeah, personally, uh, I think it's a great one. Really enjoy it. Uh, this will be one that I say I have the CD. Uh, if my car still had a CD player, it would be in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but my new car does not have a CD player. But I do have it, like I said, on my Amazon playlist, so it gets listened to in the car and at home. Just while I'm walking around, this, I think this is one of the few ones where even after I finished listening to it to do the picks, I've carried on listening to it between doing my picks and doing the scripts and us recording the show. Absolutely. Yeah, I've listened to it so many times this week. It's really and I'm awesome. probably going to keep listening to it as well. So I think for me, yeah, personally, it's a six. But generally, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's a really interesting addition to any Bond fans. If you're into the music, a really interesting addition to your music library. I would give it a five. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode of Bond Music 6 of the Best. If you got a question or a comment, you can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or comment on our Twitter at ohmspod. And please don't forget to subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or your least favorite one. You know, whatever. Just make sure you subscribe to it. And if you can leave a rating or a review, that would be great. 
If you'd like to chat with us personally on social media, I can be found at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com, which does include some James Bond art. So I'd appreciate it if you check it out. What you got, Alan? And for Bond stuff, you can find me on Twitter at Bond Lexicon or on Instagram and Tumblr at James Bond Lexicon. And don't forget, of course, there is the James Bond Lexicon.online companion website to the James Bond Lexicon book, which you can find at all your favorite online bookstores. Oh, and a quick shout out because I'm recording this the day after we did a signing at Austin Books and Comics in Austin, Texas. I just want to say thanks to everybody, if they listen to this, everybody who turned up and bought a copy of the book and signed a copy. We had a really good afternoon chatting bond and meeting folks and signing books. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That is really cool. W6N, 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 calling G7W. How do you hear me? Over. Well, let me tell you something, folks. We host the show online via Podbean. And what I discovered after us doing this for, I don't know how many years now, <laughs> a couple, is that people have been leaving us feedback comments on Podbean that I didn't know about. So <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to go back onto Podbean and pull up. Some of these comments are two years old. I see one years old, 11 months. There's old comments that we didn't know were out there, but we want to give these folks a little time. So if you're still listening to the show, you're still with us. We want to give you a shout out. So Alan and I are going to go through and read some of these cool comments that we found on the Podbean site directly. And I will start us off with Mike Royal 1977, who says, great episode, guys. Really enjoyed listening to your comments and, of course, the great music. And that's a great comment. Thanks, Mike. And Trenster, also from 11 months ago, said great show. So I wonder what show that was 11 months ago that was <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Something 11 months ago we did was all right, apparently. <laughs> We had Dave who dropped a comment about a year ago. He said, which from Russia with love scene is the screen test for prospective Bond actors? And of course, I know the answer to that. And I bet you do too, Alan. Yes, I do. Go on, Jared. All right. So it's the one where he's basically uh, about to make love to <laughs> Miss Tatiana Romanova. How do you pronounce that? Romanova? Roman Romanova? Romanov? Romanov? Roman, the really pretty Russian girl. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> Tanya. Tanya, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. That's what, I, that's what I always thought it was. Am I correcting that assumption? It is, yeah. It's the bedroom scene from, from Russia with Love, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But yeah, we do say that people can send us trivia questions. So Dave sent us that a year ago. Dave, if you're still listening, we finally got around to that. No, we didn't cheat and use the year to find out the answer. We, <laughs> we honestly knew that. <laughs> and then going back to two years ago, Pinwa I-Z-Z, or Pinwa Is, or however you pronounce it, uh, posted, nice podcast, Raymond. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> Raymond did just do some nice podcasts with us. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Raymond. I really appreciate that. And uh, what are we? Chop liver. Chop liver. <laughs> that's all right. Chop we didn't liver, write yeah. any Bond book. Well, dang it. I didn't write any Bond books. <laughs> yet. 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 So. All right. Well, I thought we'd uh, have a little fun with those comments I found that were rather old, but sorry we didn't know about that, but I'm glad we brought them to the light. And just that, yeah, please do feel free to leave us a comment. It will not take us two years to get to them in future because now we know where to go look. So um, <laughs> please feel free to give us uh, any feedback, comments, either on uh, our Twitter feed or at OHMS Pod, and as I said, or on your favorite podcast platforms. We do look at the comments on things like iTunes and so forth. And now we know where they are on Podbean, so we will go yes. look. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. 
All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode. This episode tracks are from the Basie Meets Bond album, which is available on vinyl, CD, and via streaming on Amazon Music. As always, we'd like to remind you to please legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or via CD or vinyl. Please support the Bond creative community. We will be back with six of the best as we return with Jared's. Hey, that's me. With my next spinoff selection, the James Bond theme triple feature, which is a CD that only has three tracks. So that how the hell are we going to do six of the best with something that only has three tracks? You know how the math never quite and works I, I, out. I, I, and I'm trying to think, I, I guess it's actually three tracks that are all versions of the same tune. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a plan, Alan. I've got a plan. Is it a cunning plan? It's a Jared plan. It's oh cunning. That okay. Plan. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next time. It's going to be interesting, folks. <laughs> Have fun.
As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music, except for, you know, die another day, via official download. <laughs> I almost made it through. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> tell you what, tell you what. Just say Count Basie's piano solo and just sort of level voice, and I could probably fix it. Three, uh, it's much funnier if I just submit to. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave that in. <laughs> all right. Well, it shows that we all make mistakes. Actually, we probably make a lot, so. Um. Please don't forget to subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret Pad- Padcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> Try it again.